0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm
1: podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Dravon James.
2: Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. I am your host, Dr. Drayvon James, and I am super excited to have you here with us today on the Unity Online Radio Network, where we explore the concept of developing a life of peace every day. We do this every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or whatever time it is right now in your corner of the world. And that's right. You heard me right. A life of peace every day. Day, peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Can you even imagine such a thing? Well, I hope that you can, because I'm here to tell you that yes, it's possible. Yes, you deserve it, and yes, you can achieve it. Listen, I'm a mom of two teenagers. I run a really busy household. I work full-time as a pharmacist. I run a business every day Peace, with Dr. Drayvon James, where I host radio programs, keynote speaking, traveling, and I'm busy just like you. And you know what? Just because you're busy does not mean that you don't deserve to have a life of peace every day. Balance is necessary everyone's life. So I'm super excited to be here every Monday with you where we we explore how to do that. And we have these awesome guests that help us to understand how to create a life of peace every day. We have a fabulous guest here today. And before I introduce her, I want to tell you what's going on with everyday peace and where you can find me in the upcoming days. I will be In Birmingham, Alabama. I'm so excited for this tour. This is the self-love explosion tour where passion and power meet. I'll be in Birmingham, Alabama on Saturday, April 20th, speaking on the topic of self-love, the explosion tour with three other phenomenal, phenomenal guests. So we're going to be there talking about topics such as breaking through the money drama, um, breaking mindset blocks that are keeping you stuck, getting through the confusion of who I am, getting to that place where we can finally define ourselves for ourselves. How amazing is that? Pretty fundamental, but a lot of us have not done that, have not done that work. So this is going to be really earth changing for us and transformational. We're going to talk about resistance and what's going on at different phases in our life. It's going to be an amazing event. It's going to, going to be at the Red, the Red Mountain Cabaret Theater, April 20th from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. You can visit Eventbrite. For tickets, if you're in the Birmingham, Alabama area, please make it your business. I would love to have you come out. So please make it your business to spend some time with me in Birmingham on April 20th. I would love to meet and greet with you and have you experience this amazing, life-changing, self-love explosion tour. Secondly, I have a training course available. Three steps to improve the quality of your life now. If you've ever woken up and said, my goodness, this is not what I thought it would be, no despair. It's not too late to turn things around. You can do it. Three steps to improve the quality of your life. You can check out my video course at bit.ly backslash three steps quality of life, or you can text 44222 quality of life. Today we are talking about the quality of life. Today, we're talking about that because everything that we talk about in Everyday Peace is designed to improve the quality of our life. Today, we have the pleasure of having with us today, Deitra Haid, a mystic. Now, I'm going to, I could do a whole bunch of stuff, introduction for her, but I want, first of all, for her to describe to you what a mystic is. I've been reading her materials, watching everything that she's done. I'm totally captivated, captivated by the work that she does. Today, we're talking about how to create kind and compassionate men. What is the role that women play in that? The life of a man is so valuable to the journey of the whole, everyone's journey, the universe moves everything forward. We take this so very seriously. The life of a man, kind and compassionate is with, great pleasure that I introduce Deidre Haidt, my special guest today. Deidre, welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's just an
3: honor to be here. I'm so excited to be here with you today, and thank you for all of your stellar work to expand our consciousness into the possibility of who we're meant to be, what we what we came on Earth to be and you're a real light to shine uh, into people so that so that we all remember we all remember we are we are a light
2: so thank you so much for that we are so much alike i gotta tell you as i read everything and watched everything i felt like i would known you all of my life oh Oh. you (laughs) you work resonates with me (laughs) well we
3: have known each other all our lives (laughs)
2: isn't it so true? Because I am, I totally believe that, you know, we are all cut from the same, we come from the same tree and our roots go deep. But when I read your work, it was almost like I was talking to a sister, you know, close relative. I'm like, I resonate so much with Mm. the work that you do and your definition of a mystic. I I was going to say it for you, (laughs) Mm. but I would love for you to tell the audience what exactly a mystic is. I think that the way you define it was so simple and elegant and just took all just all the mystery out of it. It just made it so tangible. Well, thank you so much. I'd love to share it. And uh,
3: I also want to share where I really got this nugget of what a mystic is. Um, it's from the uh, Rosicrucian tradition, um, Who is you know they or it's a that is a, a, a tradition of of mysticism, of uh, the many of the founding fathers were Rosicrucians. Uh, it, it has a long lineage, and so this was uh, you know part of. Uh, I I took my own experience as a mystic and and what they said and put this together. So I just wanted. You know, there's a, there's a deep history in this meaning of, of what is a mystic. So a mystic uh, is someone who has uh, one foot firmly grounded in this reality and another foot firmly grounded in an alternative reality. The mystic is able to travel between the worlds, these, these different realities, and the mystic can go to the alternative realities. And see things, be shown things, communicate with uh presences such as angels or prophets, and then the mystic comes back and says to everyone, "Okay, this is what I saw, this is what I heard um, there's been a long tradition of mystics uh, as far back as we can remember the uh you know the great founders of the great religions were were mystics, they had visions they. They, uh, they cause they saw things that that other people didn't see, um, and you always know it's a real mystic if all of the messages are about love. If they're not about love, <laughs> that's somebody you're, that's just it has a psychic ability. Some people are psychic and can see things, but a true mystic is a a a, dev, a devout a devout servant of god of the highest realm of of creation and the mystic has a, a duty i uh, a, truly a duty to to share what oh uh, is seen and known to help all of us but it's always with love it's always about love
2: i love that so and so often The way I say the word mystic is that they walk in both worlds. But I like exactly the way you said it, because it really lays it out. And the fact that all of the messages are rooted in love is so fundamental to the work that you do. All everything being rooted in love. And it resonates with me in everyday peace because I Mm. preach and teach and talk about no matter what we do. If we do it in the spirit of love, sometimes we have to say things that are corrective and we're in situations that are definitely full of conflict. But the way out, the answer is always love. It's always love. Even when it Absolutely. looks like. And in the
3: uh, mystical Kabbalah, one of the highest forms of love is rebuke and and rebuke is to set someone straight to to stand up for justice uh truth um tolerance you know to stand up for the virtues and to say oh no this behavior is not acceptable that and we you know in Christians we tend to forget that but that is a essential uh, teaching to know that standing up and saying I stand for the virtue of tolerance, love, justice, equality. That's a powerful form of love. That is one of the most powerful forms of
2: love that there is. This form of correction... It's not out of anything other than love. It's love because we think about correcting our children. If we didn't love them, who wants to see or have their children angry at them and, you know, all of that? You do this and you endure that because this is love. This is love because we want for you your best life experience and so there may be necessary to correct some behaviors so that you can have that experience and so this is what this is all leading to I'm super excited to talk about our topic which is a mom's role in creating a kind and compassionate man Mm -hmm. A, a mom's role because Right now, I tell you, we're, and, and I, as I was reading and preparing for our time together today, I thought about the Me Too movement and all that's going on. And, and also all that's so heavy being a parent. You know, it, everything can be blamed on our childhood experience. Every We can go back, well, right, yeah. and they can blame and it mom's on, right can blame up on the top. <laughs> oh, my God, Isn't she? She's always, she's the nurturer. The t- and she's, yep, top of that list. Yeah. The top of list the list is mom. I tell you, Ron,
3: it is the ho- it is the hardest job I've ever had. I've been a successful yes. entrepreneur in four different careers before I now said, okay, now my career is fully God, but, but very successful in all of them. And I will say that being a mom has been the, the most challenging, and the most, most difficult, and the most uh, satisfying and fulfilling all at the same time. Um, but there's nothing to... more important, I feel. This is my personal feeling as a spiritualist. There's nothing more important than raising the soul of, of a human being to, to raising a citizen of our world. Um, it is essential, and we, uh, I think tragically in our Western world we do not uh, give correct respect and understanding for what it takes to raise children especially today it takes a lot of attention a lot of attention children need attention and we're so busy all the time running phones this that when we're with our kids we're not with our kids so the first uh first step I have in my program of how to write you know how to raise a kind and compassionate man you know from a son is you've got to give um that boy your full attention because children live mean? in the emotional world and they know when you're not there. They know when your mind is somewhere else.
2: And Whoa, I, I, hear people, that, Adri- I, said, I hear you say that I hear you say that. Mhm. And I can tell you as a mom of you know really busy household, a busy busy mm-hmm. athletics boy, I have, I'm so blessed to have him. I work full time. I run this organization. And you say, you give them all of yourself. And you think it, and it it makes me quiver a little bit because it's, it sounds so lovely, but it feels so undoable. Well,
3: it is undoable. And, and the reality is, uh, and I don't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to finish what I was saying. Mm-hmm. The reality is that, um, we can't give our our sons all of ourselves it that's not practical and it's never been that way my point is is that you carve out times to do that you know five minutes of soul to soul time is worth an hour of time where you're not connecting it's about finding moments of true connection Mm. where your son knows that he's connected to you he feels it and you feel the connection to him and what happens is that his sons get you know in the teenage years and they have to go through their the natural state of individuating that's the delicate balance because the the need to individuate if though if the mother is cut off if the, if if that relationship is really severed this is where men become oh the, the men that we, we we would prefer not to see they become hardened so it's very hard with a teenage son but my teenage son you know didn't want to have anything to do with me and, uh, you know, would just kind of walk through the room. So you have to be a little sneaky because they <laughs> they want your love, but they don't want it. They're going to have to act like they don't need it. And um, so you've got to just kind of think of times and ways to have those moments of connection so that, that he knows that you, you're there.
2: So that's what I'm talking about. So, you don't have to worry about
3: being perfect.
2: <laughs> it's okay. No, I, I, and I apologize for cutting you off because I was so excited. No, I met all okay. this. And this weekend, my we do a lot of things together. And mm-hmm. my son and I, we spend a lot of time together. And I, we went to doing this um, scooter thing. I don't know what it's called. It's a scooter, motorized scooter. Uh, very scary for a mom, very exciting for yes. a 16 year old boy.
3: <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've done that. I, it's very scary. Right?
2: I understand. Right. <laughs> so we spent that time together. And in, in the car riding back, you know, you have that it, adrenaline rush. Boys need that. And yeah. uh, that in the car riding back, because he was so connected, because we had this physical activity, is when he really shares these little nuggets that otherwise, you know, you get the one-word answer, How was School is fine. You know. Mm-hmm. But when when you're really engaged and you're absolutely right, you spend this five or fifteen minutes, whatever it is, and you're really connected soul to soul. That's, that's where right. I think
3: that's what it's about. They
2: open up and they trust. Mm-hmm. They
3: trust And you. when that happens, the gift of that is that means they can take that into adulthood and stay connected to the feminine and that's wisdom. Uh, that's tolerance. That's them learning how to control uh, impulse, because you know uh, boys have something called testosterone. Uh. <laughs> I have this wonderful neurologist who said to me, "Oh, I tell you, you just you know you got to have compassion for men because if you knew what testosterone does to the brain." <laughs> you would You would understand, so you know they have to they 're dealing with this drive this energy and and when they uh, can learn and stay connected to the feminine through your mom, this relationship um, of knowing they 're supported, that actually gives them an inner tool in their consciousness to be able to channel that force in a positive way instead of a negative way. Because we know boys can channel that energy and it can go into a negative way. Um, and you got to get it, you know, you got to get them into the right stream. So they're swimming the right way. Um,
2: and it's a mother's a talent, love. But
3: love heals. Love is really the answer to the whole thing.
2: Love is the answer to everything. You're so right. And, you know, you're talking about the testosterone and the impulse control. And um, I raise, you know, a boy and a girl. My daughter is the oldest. And like night and day, you know, not that we women don't have our issues, which are totally, you know, estrogen does some things to the brain, too, might I say.
3: Yeah,
2: (laughs) they (laughs) do. Yep. Right. But uh, this testosterone and this impulse and, you know, boys are go, 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 go. And I really can see how a mother's love can help to calm that a little bit, not to change it, but to be able to help them to utilize that with balancing it with the the wisdom and the patience, which isn't always there with men. And as you say, without having the feminine connection, they grow up to be the type of men that... You know, they're lovely in their own way, but you say to yourself, maybe not the one you'd pick for your daughter. Right. Right. Because the ones who don't have the patience and you can tell maybe maybe have not had that nurturing relationship with, with the mom and this transition because it changes. Now, when when they were little, when he was six, I can speak for my son, when he was six, it was so, you know, mommy was the greatest person in the world.
3: Oh, I know. We're, wasn't that a wonderful time?
2: <laughs> yes. Well, you could do no wrong. But as they start growing and as they yes. start coming into their own way, and we, of course, love to see them do that, but it, there is that natural separation from the mom mm-hmm. that natural separate pulling pulling away from the mom and right and it and it's
3: important and what i you know counsel moms is because they're you know it's very hurtful moms are like well, what happened to my best friend like he's gone he's i get two words a mumble that's it so you know that's the period where you know he's developing he's separating Queer again be be wise you, you can be a little clever, and what I always say is you know like if they walk through the room you know find find something that uh, interests them that you can just ask a question about so that it's uh, it's something that they would want to engage with we We have a tendency and i've I've noticed this with with our teenage boys is that we never see them they're, they're all you know where'd they go, and so when we do see them there's a laundry list of what we need to say to them. And that just makes them, you know, go back in their cave deeper. So <laughs> you want to, right? So you want to like entice them out, like with a conversation about something that might interest them and then kind of say, you know, we, we've got these other things, uh, when's a good time, when would you like to talk about this and give the power back to them? Because what they're trying to do is establish their own power. I'm a man. I have power. And, And they don't want mom to be on the string of mom. So any chance you can turn and say, well, you know, I need to, we need to go over these. but when would you like to, when would that be good for you? What would you like to do that? You can even go so far, I did this with my son. He would do something he was supposed to do at school, and we'd have this conversation. I'd say, okay, well, what do you think a fair and appropriate consequence is for your behavior of breaking that rule? What do you, what, what you think is fair? Empower them. You'd be surprised. He said, well, I think you should take away my father. I was surprised at what he said. (laughs) Yeah, I said, okay, well, then let's do that. Are you cool with that? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm cool with it. You want to empower your son. That's the big takeaway I want to give you. All the moms, you want to, because you want, that's what they're trying to find. And if they don't find power in a good way, they're going to find power in a not good way because they're, oh, that's what God. they're
2: trying to find. So. That is so incredible because the power that they're looking for, I just heard you just summed it up. What goes on, I think, in every mom's life is, uh, you know, trying to pull these little nuggets. And I love how you said, make an appointment. You know, yep. <laughs> I can talk to you about that's the right. video game. Hey, when can we talk about, when's a good time for us to talk about this? And they feel empowered. Right. They'll let me know. They'll let you know. They'll let you know. Oh, I love it. And that. then
3: you need to hold them to their word. See, that's the other thing you have to do, as a mom. you have to hold accountability. That's how you teach a, a young man to become a kind and compassionate man because accountability is the internal givorah. Givorah is the, the Hebrew word for restraint, and it's part mm. of the tree of life. It, it's the part uh, where we... Uh, we we set a boundary and we keep our word and uh, we feel uh, pride in keeping that word. So, you know, when he says, "Okay, I'll meet you here at this time," if he doesn't show up, you say, "Okay, well, now you know I was here, you know, and you weren't." Okay, well, uh, I just want you to know the consequence. I canceled this or I canceled that. I did. I made my time to be here and. It would mean so much to me for you to be here. You know, um, you want to just kind of share with me maybe what happened. You know, maybe, you know, you didn't see the clock or, you know, and just have a conversation. But the the hardest part, and this, trust me, I had, trust me, I had two brothers, I had a son. The hardest part... Is not oh, blaming even
2: when they're we're back. gonna head Deidre. Uh, we're gonna head into commercial break. I hear them playing the song. We're gonna come mm-hmm. right back and talk about accountability as something every woman wants in a man. Let's develop it That's in right. our sons. We'll be right back.
0: You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. It takes you to power Unity Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listeners like you to support our broadcasts that send our messages out to an awakening world. Go to UnityOnlineRadio.org and click on Donate Today. Here's a Unity Meditation Minute with Paulette Pipe.
2: So as always, we begin our time of meditation by first... Take an account of what we're feeling, those sights that we're seeing, those sensations that we're experiencing, and each breath that we breathe. Notice where in your body you're experiencing those sensations. Let your breathing find its own rhythm. As we begin the process of letting go, the process of relaxation, remember why we're here.
0: To hear more from Paulette Pipe and touching the stillness, visit the archives section at unityonlineradio.org.
1: Follow unityonlineradio.org on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and stay up to date with everything Unity. Become a fan by clicking the Like button. You can join in with a Facebook Live event or just like and share our inspirational messages and posts. Be the first to find out about any big special guests on the radio, giveaways, or events at Unity Village. Make sure you leave any questions or comments about Unity Programming. We want to hear from you. Daily Word has developed beautiful card decks to support your spiritual journey. One deck is about healing. Another is about finding peace in troubled times. And the family cards are two decks, one for parents and one that can be colored on for children, so families can talk about spiritual principles together. The card decks are available from Unity. Go to Unity.org, then click on Shop or call 1-800-24-UNITY Monday through Friday.
0: Get inspired with Temple Hayes and the Intentional Spirit, Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Each week, Temple shares tools and practices to help you thrive in the most challenging times. Temple also welcomes fascinating guests who share their stories and struggles on the spiritual path. Follow Temple on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay up to date with the show. Become an intentional spirit with Temple Hayes here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's
1: 816-251-3555. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to
2: Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back to Everyday Peace, Dr. Drayvon James, with my special guest today, Deitra Hay. We're talking about how to participate in the creation of the kind and compassionate man. We're talking about accountability, something every woman finds desirable in a man and a must-have of qualities. We're going to go to our phone lines right now. We have a guest caller waiting. Hi, Judy. You're on the air.
3: And yeah thank you for calling. Um, I was just wondering if you could answer any questions about my health. It's been really bad, and I'm suffering a lot mm. um this is Judy yes, oh honey i'm so I am so sorry that you are suffering uh it's so hard when our body uh, it goes through these times. It's just so hard. My heart goes out to you. And what I'd I like to share with you right now is I just, I'm just i just sending you um, the Archangel Ariel. And she is this beautiful archangel of healing. And she helps to manage pain. Because oh, sometimes we're on this journey and, and we, we have something that is painful in our body. But when you call her, she makes the pain not so bad. Um, not she can bad. help I'm with that pain. Issues. So you just call her in and ask her to just envelop you in her loving, loving, miraculous, rose, golden light of healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I healing for my heart. Yeah, for your heart. And she, she heals the heart. And if you want, I have the, a, a beautiful healing journey that she gave me called healing the four chambers of the heart Uh, you can go to com. it's right on the home page and it really works you do that every day and you will feel her love her healing uh, ministering love and you will feel better it's a promise and i wouldn't say that if i haven't experienced that with so many people archangel Ariel. yeah well i've had or open heart surgery, and mm-hmm. it didn't work mm. I don't know well, if the doctor messed up or what, but they open veins and and uh they close right up again well i'm gonna i'm gonna work on you i'm gonna in my practice I do prayer for people, a lot of people who are suffering, and i'm gonna Judy, I've got you right there to help those, those arteries open up and uh, also to help other arteries open so that your heart can get that good blood that it needs. And you call Archangel Ariel. And I mean, do that meditation. Do, uh, it, it's a guided meditation, but her energy is there. The healing energy is there, and she will help you. I've seen miraculous things happen. Yeah, because Friday you're I'm going okay, to go honey? in the hospital and have another procedure, and I'm scared. Well, well you, get... call, you call her in, and you're going to be safe. Okay. Yes. Be and safe. we're going to hold promise.
2: you. hold you okay, in the light. Thank you. Okay. I, mean.
3: I give you my word of honor. Okay. Thank you. Okay, honey. Okay. Okay. I love you. I love you.
2: Bye. Okay, sweetie. Oh, that's beautiful. That is beautiful, and you know that takes me into a whole another subject. Uh, your your work as a healer is phenomenal. So I, I'm so grateful that Judy had the courage and the foresight to call in and get that treatment. Me too. Treatment, I'm so grateful because it's a gift to me, really. Yeah. That, that was wonderful. So we're talking about accountability. And that's where we left off on the subject of mm-hmm. creating kind and compassionate man, men and calling them in. And I was trying to get the words. You said uh, Kifra? Kief, Is that how you said that? Um, the accountability. Oh, you mean Givorah. Givora. I'm sorry. I, wrote, <laughs> I tried to write well, it down. Don't, but no, But don't, you don't have to apologize. That's a
3: strange Givora. word. <laughs> There's Givora. no reason you'd remember. So Givora. Givora. Is a Hebrew word, and it means uh, rigor, uh, strength, boundary, accountability, um, firmness. And it actually is the balancing energy of loving kindness, mercy, uh, caring, meaning that the two are side by side and they balance each other. Ah, um, balance. See? They bring Mm. balance. And, you know, many of us who are so loving and we share, I have had to learn. I had to learn what Givora meant so deeply because I realized I was enabling bad behavior because I wasn't setting boundaries and holding people accountable. So part of my spiritual journey to have balance and peace inside was to learn to speak up and to, and to hold people accountable and and to hold a firm boundary uh, around, um, you know, what the kind of behavior that I was going to be involved with. So if you and want I, to be with me, this is the behavior I need. If you don't want to be with me, that's okay. You can take your behavior elsewhere, but I'd love for you to be here with me, but I can't do that behavior. So when you're talking to your son, you want to make sure you don't say the word, you did this and you did that, and you don't want to point your finger and you don't want to shame them, even when they do really stupid stuff or they say something hate and mean. Because remember, you're their mother. You're their teacher. You're their spiritual teacher. And I'm serious about this. You are your son's spiritual teacher. That's what the mom is. And that means you teach him these virtues and so even though we get so upset and hurt and they can just say the meanest thing sometimes you you have got to practice your own restraint take a deep breath and hold that neutral firm place of what i've said to my son is you know i heard you say this i don't think you really meant that i know you really love me i think you're frustrated can you reword what you said because, so it doesn't hurt because I really feel hurt? And it's important you let them know that they can hurt you. I see a lot of moms make mistakes by trying to be tough and not holding anyone accountable for their heart. You have to let them know the power of their words and their deeds. And if they hurt you, you need to say, well, I'm really hurt. I want to cry. Because they will soften right. when they realize that they have power, remember? That's what they want is power. When they realize, wow, I have the power to hurt her, oh, I don't think I want to do that again. They will change. Uh, they will change. Oh They'll goodness. stop that. And they will begin to to come from their higher self, which is in
2: there. <laughs> Right, because you know you said that piece about you are your son's spiritual spiritual teacher. And I can relate to that because they really do look to to the mom yes, for they guidance. Do. For guidance, yes. even though we don't have the physical strength or maybe even the knowledge base when it comes to the manly, the quote unquote manly things, car repair and all of these other right. things, and you know the athletics, the way they they do, but I still find they do, they look to the mom, and that is for this deeper connection, which is the spiritual guide. So teaching Absolutely. them, and that I agree with you also on not appearing so hard and strong, like nothing penetrates you because they will have that false belief about the women that they date and the the, the woman that they marry. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is
3: exactly right. And then they will push because they want to see your vulnerability because vulnerability is, uh, is intimacy. Now, I'm talking about our sons. I'm not talking about people who have personality disorders and they like to harm people who are vulnerable. That's not, this is, that's another day. I'm talking about the regular guy that learns uh, bad behavior and behaves stupidly. I'm just saying, or not, or not in his highest. So what I'm saying is if, if they do want, that men really do want intimacy. They want to have that deep connection. They're just horrible at knowing how to get it. Um, We are the masters of it. And so just know that that's your place. You are their spiritual teacher. You don't have to be studied. You don't have to be a minister. You don't even have to know one verse of any Bible. All you have to know is, is what you know, the wisdom of your life. You've lived a life. You're a mother. Uh, you've got wisdom. You you yes. you have something to pass on, and that's what and they
2: I, want. Yes, and I think that wisdom is encased in the fact that you have a feminine energy, and so yes. it is the teaching, as you said in the very beginning, the teaching of that feminine energy that they need to connect with because that will also. We're talking a lot about balance and using that word a lot. I hope the audience is really picking up on that. Balance is so necessary to the. Quality, high quality life. So that feminine energy, just being in our energy. And I got to tell you, as i preparing for a show, I talked the ideas with people that I come in contact with. And one of the ideas that a mom gave me who happened to be a single mom, and she said, I'll be listening, but I won't be able to call in because I'm at work. But one of the things that she right. said she really struggled with was trying to teach her son how uh, to have more manly qualities, And the way she phrased it was, I want him to be tougher, to be harder, because he's just raised by a mom. And, you know, I only, I have the mom femininity, but I want, and I thought maybe that's not so necessary. And I'm hearing, and you can correct me if this isn't what you're saying, but I'm hearing that he's already got a healthy dose of testosterone. Intuitively, he's that's going right. to be. You, you don't, <laughs> don't
3: worry about hardening your mom, your son, Uh, The world will do that for you. (laughs) The world will harden all of us. That's what the world does. Um, If he has a a strong connection of sensitivity and a connection to his own heart and a warmth and a softness, uh, that will give him the power to have enormous uh, masculine strength in the world. Because Mm -hmm. the men that don't have that, they're the ones that embody the false power uh, that ends up being uh, abuse and destruction. Uh, And we need men that have true masculine power. And and true masculine power occurs when the masculine is tethered to and yoked with and feels safe uh, in the feminine wisdom
2: balance there's that concept again mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. this balance there is so very important so one of the the best thing i'm, I'm getting out of this conversation today and this is really lighting me up <laughs> is that good be being just being me mom in my feminine right. energy it is the best gift that i can give my son with the gift but yeah. also empowering him that that tiny little uh, tip that you gave at the very beginning, um, allowing him to set a time when it's okay to have certain discussions. Never thought of that. Never, because you know you're Mm -hmm. in mommy mode and you're controlling everything.
3: It's like a charm. They just, all of a sudden, they go, oh, I'm a man. I'm in charge.
2: Okay, well, let's do this time, right? (laughs) 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 It's so Funny. It is so funny <laughs> just the other day we were in the we were in the grocery store and he said he's sixteen and he stands six two and we joke around a lot and he said, Mom, he says if I was in the Jewish tradition I'd be a man by now at thirteen. I said, Really? Exactly.
3: Incredulous. just say, Well, yep. You, then you're a man and here, I need you know. As a man, you need to do this and this and this. (laughs) (laughs) But just smile because. Give him his marching (laughs) orders as a man.
2: (laughs) Right, right. Mm -hmm. Because I I thought I have this show coming up, and I just thought it was so amazing that he just, you know, kind of put that out there. I said, well, you know, you're absolutely right. (laughs) Yeah, good for you. You Do the right thing. Yep, that's right. (laughs) So I want to talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about acknowledging the different feelings that, that. boys go through and you talked a little bit about sometimes when they express their emotions it's not at all like our daughters do most of the time it's not um it's generally not tearful and uh weeping as they get older you know the voice deepens and they sort of uh put their feet down flat on the earth and they stand strong in their opinions and no, we're still mom and we're still in the position of guiding and directing, how do we deal with that, the, you know, the, the strength, and they're just wedded to the way they want to do things, and, you know, what's a mom to do with that energy and helping to, helping to keep him in his strength and his position of power, but also helping him to recognize authority? Right.
3: Well, and it's very, very important because they will, you know, push – uh, push on authority and you know my son was uh in i swear it was overnight he went from being we were eye level to being like you know six four and you know you got a six four seventeen 17 year old you know it's not like i can pick him up and take him in the other room uh, you know all of a sudden i was like whoa okay how am i going to deal with this but um you, you you know you it's it's just important when they press those boundaries of being non-respectful not respecting authority that you um a you bring it to their attention and i always turn it around i say well you know how would you feel if i talked to you that way and and if i do would you forgive me because i, I didn't i must have done it and i was unconscious but you know how would you how would you feel about that you know the mm-hmm. key is with them is you keep turning it around to them keep turning it to them that's what they want make them dig make them look inside don't let them you know they'll try to skirt off and you know stay in the 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 you know stay like in the the shell you know they'll try to kind of get out of it but but kind of help them lead back into their soul so that they they have that ability to to look within and go oh wow I I didn't uh, do my best here now one one teaching that I have shared with like hundreds and hundreds of moms, and I do it and I, my kids grew up with it that I say when they when they're not uh, re- respecting authority or they're acting out I say to my son I go okay well you know um, you're you're a good kid you're great. You're just you're fabulous. But you know, we all have, every one of us has been given an ego. There's no way out of it. And for you to be powerful and a master, you know, it's your training is how to uh wrangle in your ego. And I, I think your ego won on this. I think I think he's in control, not you. I mean, what do you think?
2: I love that. That takes me back to Saturday afternoons at my house my brother used to love kung fu yeah and yep. you remember that yeah, <laughs> and I do. one of the things that he, that i picked up from kung fu was he was the master of self-control and discipline yep. in, in martial arts absolutely but he practiced this restraint which seemed so much like a man you know and taking a man back a boy back to that and thinking well, you know Who won here? Because you know, at least in my household, it is everything is a competition with boys
1: (laughs) and you know
2: so who who won here? Did ego win? Because ego is not necessarily a friend of yours. He is an opponent and he is to beat. Right. 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 So I love that, taking it back to that and being able to recognize that, hey, there is a struggle going on and we don't want to give way to ego. That is not your best move.
3: Right, and also by empowering him and saying words like, "You know, you want, you know, you you you're a powerful young man, and you want to be a master of your world," they love that. Yes, <laughs> right? yes. but so, you know that ego; he's it's a saboteur. So
2: maybe oh, you need yes. to go have
3: a talk with him.
2: <laughs> I hope every female that is listening, whether you're raising a son or. A, teaching school or have a nephew these are really really important jewels when we grow these help to grow these boys to men and they go out and seek out women or partners we want them to be armed with these tools and these are lessons that can be taught day to day they they don't even seem like lessons to them they're just interactions but they're things we can put in our our toolbox as moms because you
3: don't want to come off like you're trying to teach something you're all high and mighty it it needs just to be a conversation of wisdom of hey uh, i want you to have the best possible life um, i've lived twice as long as you and uh you know
2: it worked for me right <laughs> right,
3: right. what I talking,
2: talking about competition and i love um Letting You speak about letting boys know that you are enough because they're constantly measuring themselves against some other source, a yardstick of some sort, letting them know that you are enough, Mm -hmm. validating validating that part of them that needs that validation. And they are desperate
3: for validation from their mom. They may act like they're not, uh, but they are. They're, and they're, they also are desperate for validation from their father, you know, from their primary parents. But we're talking about moms right now. And um, sometimes when boys are teenagers, you, you might think, well, I guess my job's over because it's they're like, bye, mom, and it's all about the dad. But but you just insert yourself. You just stick your head in there and uh, let him know that that you really think he's fabulous. He's amazing. And he'll I agree with that. love it and he'll He'll grow up to be a, a loving, kind, and, and strong man.
2: I agree 100%. And we're coming up, we're almost near the end of our hour. I want to talk about something that may be a touchy subject for some people, the Me Too movement. And all of the pain that occurred there. But I think one of the principles that you teach would help to minimize that type of destructive behavior. And that is teaching our sons boundaries and how to respect those boundaries. Can you speak to that? It's so very important going forward. Absolutely.
3: And, uh, and let me just say also, uh, you know, the me too movement is, is complex and it's complicated. Uh, it, there's a lot of gray area, and I want to honor oh, that because mm-hmm. there has been uh, some horrific abuse. But we want to be very, very careful. We don't set the message out that all men are monsters. And Absolutely. that if uh, 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 a man does a stupid thing, okay, now you're the, a monster too. Um, you know, boys like pretty girls, it's biological, it's in the DNA. And sometimes they raise an eyebrow and they go, hey, you know, it's um, it's deeper than anything we, you and I, are going to be able to change in the next uh, 200 years. All I'm saying to this is there's a way that they can work with that part of themselves and respect women, and we can help them with it. And one thing is it's really important. We don't want to keep reaffirming that, you know, men are monsters. We need to also put in the conversation the great things about men because that goes in the airwaves. I can't tell you how many boys I've heard who said, oh, I feel horrible, I, I hate being a boy, you know, I'm, I guess I'm just all bad, and I did this, and, I, and I'm like, no, you you didn't do it any more than I'm a woman and I was, you know, Bonnie and Clyde. I was, you know, Bonnie. I mean, that's somebody else. So we really want to reaffirm that uh that that it's not all men it's some men and then as far as setting the boundaries it's really important you listen to your son cuz they learn a lot of stuff on the street that you've got to remember when your son is a teenager 90% of what influences him is from the society it's been proven uh uh in time and time again um with studies that for teenagers, the peer pressure, the, the what's going on in the world, it affects them. 90%. So you, that means we, we only have 10% left now. So you better make that 10% count. And with my son, if I would hear him say something, or hear him say something that's out in the world that's uh, not respectful of women, I would just call him over and I'd say, You know, I heard you say this. I don't really think you feel that way. I mean, think about it. Let's just think about it. And this is what gets them, too. When you say, you know, I heard you say that, I felt so hurt. I just felt really hurt, and I know that you really don't want to hurt me. And I did this a lot with my son, and I have to tell you, he is so respectful of women, and he even puts his friends in line. And I've heard him say, oh, no, you can't say that. And it's because as he would bring in everything he learned on social media and the movies and the music and it come in the house, I'd put the foot down and say, well, let's talk about this. Not judging, not blaming the finger, but just let, reconnecting him to his heart. Because when they're in their heart, they won't do those things. They won't do it. Yeah, they, do those, they do bad right. things when they're disconnected from their heart. So and we I have love to how keep connecting them to their heart, and then they won't do it.
2: Right. And it's a, this is a big topic in my house, as you can imagine, because it's all over the news, and you're absolutely right. Boys feel afraid and sometimes shamed. And we have this conversation that just because, you know, not to take anything away from anything, someone makes an allegation doesn't make it true. But you right. being who you are in the spirit of love, There is nothing wrong with you being one hundred percent boy. No one's asking you to change any part of that. This we need balance. This whole show we've really emphasized the word balance, and I think it's so important that one of the takeaways be that boys are boys. They're not women. They're not girls. Their energy is different. We have to honor that. This is Everyday Peace with Dr. Dravon James. You have been listening to a fabulous conversation with a fabulous mystic, Deidre Haidt. Until next time, be peaceful.